0: Can we talk? Sometimes I just have to let the music play. I love, love, love our theme music. It's Krista Branch. And she, this I'm America, she's just a great message. And, you know, it's kind of the message of my show, which I say in many of my speeches and just wherever I get a chance to say to people, the people who will shape America's future are the ones who get involved. You are America. Everybody who gets involved in campaigns, for one thing, but even just in your day-to-day life. Not letting, for example, the Whoopi Goldbergs of the world set the standard that says, "Well, everyone knows Trump's a bigoted racist uh, xenophobic, homophobe whatever, whatever the you know slurs they have." Be the one that says, well, I don't, I don't think so, but what, what policies does he have that you disagree with? What is it you think? I mean, to engage people? I mean, some people you can't talk to. We'll be Goldberg, I would not attempt to talk to. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of people who just, they hear things in the media. They think, well, you know, the Washington Post said it, so it must be true. And it's great to be engaged on the ground, encouraging people to treasure what makes America great. Okay, so in my top of the hour, I only have a short segment, so I do a cruise through the news all these stories are worthy of much more time. Um, in fact, I have a podcast. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, or even if you're listening on the radio, you can go to Facebook. My radio show Facebook page is called America Can We Talk? I do a podcast there on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central Time. I'm going to talk more on this Wednesday about what happened in the Senate, this confirmation. I, just, I wanted to do a whole segment on tonight, and I couldn't, but short story is, That President Trump had a nominee uh, to be appointed, uh, to be, need to be confirmed by the Senate to be placed in the Ninth Circuit, which is a federal circuit court of appeals. Um, It is the most liberal circuit by a landslide. They are the most reversed circuit, thank goodness. They are just. Way out there in the California, you know, left-wing mindset. So President Trump had a nominee, and the gentleman's name was Ryan Bounds, like B-O-U-N-D-S. He's currently an assistant U.S. attorney in Oregon. And I'll talk about more of this on Wednesday, but what happened in the Senate? I mean— you know, the Republicans barely have a majority, so they have to hold their caucus together to get a confirmation of a justice. And the, um, and the usual suspects who, who muck things up, I'm sad to report because they love more women in politics, more conservative women. But the two, two women senators on our side just muck things up regularly, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, they just they just do. But anyway— they they were silent on this one. So Ryan Bounds gets all the way through uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee. He gets voted out of committee. So he's onto the floor to be confirmed in a Republican majority Senate. And two senators, Marco Rubio of Florida and Tim Scott of South Carolina, let the speaker, Mitch McConnell, know that those two Republican senators, what they said was, don't have enough information to make a vote. Okay, folks they had months and months and months this is this is obstreperous disruption this is I mean, their their concerns were that when he was back in undergrad at Stanford, he was on whatever newspaper it was, and he wrote some things that they thought were offensive. He was against a lot of the multicultural events, and he wrote some not you know not overtly racist, horrible things, but just he doesn't like the whole multiculturalism thing. He was early on in figuring out multiculturalism was just another politically correct battle we're in. and He didn't like it, but they you know, and he's as he said in I guess it, in the hearing at the and the committee you know yeah i probably wouldn't have said it that way now but these two it's like they they were lying in wait and this is why i'm mad at them mad's a bad word i'm frustrated and disappointed in both of them if they were going to pull this stunt of saying they couldn't confirm him they should have done it before they got way down the path um, in the Judiciary Committee, because the guy's out now. He's not going to be a, a justice. The the Ninth Circuit is in desperate need of conservative justices. And even, I don't know, I haven't read every word that Ryan Bounds ever wrote, but it was incumbent on those two Republican senators, Tim Scott and Marco Rubio, to figure out ahead of time and not tube this so late. And just very, very disappointing about those two. Okay, uh, next uh, story, a quick up, is... Um, So the Democrats have a new slogan, you know, they're 2018, they they have nothing to run on. So their slogan is, I'm not kidding, for the people. I mean, talk about for which people, for your, for all of your hyphenated minority groups, is that the people or for women? I mean, it doesn't, it's the, it is actually very typical of the way they present their political arguments as that walk away, a woman was saying in the last segment, you know, Skin color is is not a policy. Race is not an issue. It's just—and and, so—but this is—so that's your slogan, For the People. Okay, next thing is, you know, you do know, I'm sure, that President Trump has also nominated a Supreme Court justice uh, whose uh, nomination is now pending, uh, justice, uh, hoped to be Justice Kavanaugh, and I have mentioned in the show before how George Soros works so hard to undermine everything good in America. Soros has created a new group, or is part of funding a new group called Demand Justice, trying to tube Kavanaugh's nomination— I'm really sad to hear that. Okay, next, next cruise to the news story. President Obama gave a speech in South Africa this week, uh, harshly criticizing wealth and wealth accumulation, criticizing wealth inequality, and, and end up in saying, and one of the many lines in his speech was, there's only so big a house you can have. So after he ends up scolding and lecturing people in South Africa about not acquiring too much wealth, he flew home to his $8.1 million home, eight bedrooms, nine and a half bathrooms. For just you know, two people living there, he lives there with Michelle. So you know, kind of hypocrisy there on the American left. Okay, out of time in this segment. We come back. I'm finally going to turn the biggest story all week, which is getting a little glimpse of the FISA warrant. Huge stuff. Come right back. Can you-
2: Our military and veterans have served all of us, defending our nation whenever and wherever duty calls. But at home, when their families need support, they know they can turn to Operation Homefront for help. Operation Homefront provides military families with critical financial assistance, transitional and permanent housing, and family support programs throughout the year to help prevent their short-term needs from turning into long-term struggles. When you support Operation Homefront, your donation will make a real difference because 92% of their expenses Expenditures go directly towards programs that our military families need most. Each year, Operation Homefront serves thousands of military families, families in your community, helping wounded veterans transition to civilian life, helping military families pay overdue bills when their loved ones deploy overseas, and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomefront.org. That's OperationHomefront.org.
3: That's IWF.org. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security.
0: Back to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie George Addis. Love talking with you every Sunday evening. You can email me at AmericaCanwe at gmail.com. Also, I want to mention our um, YouTube channel is so darn cool. America, if you put in America, Can We Talk and my name Debbie George Um we we have our interviews on there, our first fives, just all sorts of things from the show. And um it's and actually a lot of the past interviews. I want to and specifically mention to you an interview that I urge you to go back and listen to. And I think the date was February 4th, or else, it, whatever the Sunday was in there. Yeah, I know, because it it's Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, so, not that I don't love the Super Bowl, but I did my show that night. So, in that show, from February 4th of this year, there's an interview I did with a gentleman named John Guandolo. He was a former FBI agent, and he had the job... Uh, among others, in the FBI, of writing FISA court application, war- you know, application for uh, search warrants. So he described in great detail in that show what you have to do for, a, for the, a FISA judge, a FISA court judge, to issue a warrant to permit you, the FBI, to begin spying on someone. Very important to understand how it's supposed to work because the big news in the whole Mueller Russia, you can't even think of. There's so many words you could put, you know, something Gate, Spy Gate, you know, know, Clapper Gate, whatever you want to call it, you know, Mueller Gate, FBI Gate. This enormous story, and it is truly the most important. And it's odd to be doing a second hour of my show, but it's the most important story uh, happening in America today. Important. On so many levels, and I will tell you that starting at um, 7.30, so in about uh, the next segment... We have a guest joining us named Sydney Powell. She is an, the author of *Licensed to Lie*. She's a former. She was the youngest federal prosecutor ever named. She's a brilliant writer. *Licensed to Lie* exposed the corruption inside the FBI that related to the Enron investigation, among other things. But massive exposure of corruption inside the FBI. She is a nationwide expert on this topic of what's been happening. And as you likely know, last Friday the Department of Justice finally released the first i there are four FISA warrant applications made by the FBI to FISA court judges. This is the first one released to the public, 70% redacted, meaning crossed out. So you can't even see. And again, I'm sure you're familiar with the story, but in shortest form, the allegation was made, created by Hillary Clinton and her team at, at Fusion GPS. She hired a smear merchant named Fusion GPS to run off and find something rotten about Trump during the campaign cycle 2016 They Came up with a Russian dossier. Christopher Steele was part of creating that dossier, created out of imagination of Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele, all this. It was just complete hoax attack piece. But what the story what is so big about it now is that the that for all of this time, people who've had experience inside the FBI, including the clip I'm about to play— like Andrew McCarthy, Andy McCarthy is, was the former, he was a federal prosecutor. He was a prosecutor of the blind shake in the 1993 world trade center bombing. He's a prolific writer, national review, nationally renowned on, and, and he has been saying all along, there's no way that the FBI would possibly, would possibly have taken campaign smear piece created by Hillary's fusion GPS team and used it to get a FISA court judge to issue a warrant. He's been saying the FBI, assuming the FBI had integrity. It's deeper than the FBI, but this is the first seed I want to plant first is to have you understand that that is all the FBI had. They had this garbage Hillary Clinton campaign smear piece and presented to a FISA court judge and got a warrant four times. Four times. Spying on Carter Page was the first person. So my friend Greg, a wonderful board operator here, we're going to turn to, I'm going to play clip five and six, okay? Clip five and six. Andy McCarthy on the FISA warrant.
4: I'm really embarrassed because I told people for months that this could never, ever happen. What What I told people was that you're not even going to hear about the dossier when we finally learn what's in the FISA warrants, that what the FBI will do is what the FBI always does, which is they'll take seven or eight facts that are important, they'll scrub them so that the FBI can verify and corroborate them, mm. and those will be put into the affidavit, and that'll be the only thing you hear about. When you read this thing, it's astonishing. They, it, they, they actually, it's, it's as if they took the dossier and slapped whole district court caption on it and gave it to the, okay, to the judge which is exactly what i told people would never have i must say i mean this is so bad that they ought to be looking at the judges who signed off on this stuff not just the the people who gave it and it's not, it doesn't take if you've done this stuff it doesn't take this is so bad it does it screams out at you but this says um, this is just three lines three-and-a-half lines page fifty eight you got sorry right the fbi has reviewed this verified application for accuracy in accordance with its procedures Um they haven't verified it and it's not accurate so you know the most the two most important things three-and-a-half lines they can't even get that right
0: okay this is this is stellar what you're hearing from him I've been talking about this for months and months. And I want again, before Sidney Powell comes on with us, she'll be on from 730 till 8, for the end, you know, to the almost end of the show. Her article, which we're going to, I'm going to run through with her and with you and have you understand, here's her article. The title was called, Trump has been set up, framed, and relentlessly persecuted by the American intelligence community. This is not an irresponsible piece by some, you know, just kind of wild eyed, uninformed, um, you know, amateur. This is a person. This is Sidney Powell, whose whose book License to Lie, which she wrote several years ago, just hit number one on the New York Times uh, non um, nonfiction bestseller. It's been, I mean, it is a, it reads like a fiction. If you're reading it, you think, oh my gosh, what a wild story. And it actually happened. She talks about the corruption inside the FBI and the Enron and other cases. She's going to come out with us and talk about what really happened going back to 2016 when Hillary Clinton, she kind of wanted her insurance policy. That wasn't her term. That was Peter Strzok's term. But she wanted to have everything she could to destroy President Trump or candidate Trump to make sure he couldn't possibly win. And Hillary Clinton, so she hires this Fusion GPS firm, a smear merchant firm, Perkins Coie is in the middle of us, a law firm, to be precise. Clinton's campaign hires Perkins Coie, who hires Fusion GPS, who hires Christopher Steele, who runs off, makes up a bunch of garbage into a dossier. But what is so deeply corrupt and troublesome and must be addressed By the members of Congress, by the Republican members of Congress, is that it now appears that not just that the dossier, which once you understand the integrity required in a to make an application for a FISA court warrant, and you see what the FBI was willing to do, basically slap on a a fiction, a piece of fiction, wrote by some, written by uh, written by Christopher Steele and et, et, et cetera, slap on. Uh, FBI form at the top. Yep, we'll take it. We want to. We want to get a um a warrant, but it wasn't just that, which is bad enough. This is the effort of the Obama era Department of Justice and FBI and the people at the. Top of those agencies, let me make it clear, there are tons of wonderful people, hundreds and probably thousands of loyal, honest, good FBI, members of the FBI around the country, FBI agents. There are good people in the Department of Justice, but the highest echelon, the Department of Justice and the FBI, along with names you should know, James Clapper, along with another name you should know. In fact, if I have time, I was going to run into this story. I don't know, probably won't have time, but Kimberly Strassel wrote about John Brennan. Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, Obama's CIA director, in the middle of all this, in fact, appears to be the one who put this whole strategy together. Folks, this is KGB level attack by the government on a political opponent. That's what is being uncovered. And if we don't want to be a third world banana republic, If we want to hold on to the rule of law, the integrity of the national intelligence agencies, the integrity of the FBI and Department of Justice, we need not just a draining of the swamp, not just the firing of certain people, we need prosecutions. These are criminal acts of people deciding that they are going to decide who wins the 2016 election. And then when they couldn't get that outcome, they could not get the 2016 election to turn out the way they wanted. This or we're seeing now is the insurance policy that Peter Strzok texted his sweetheart, Lisa Page, about. Basically, we're going to use this dossier to take this guy down. And if we can't find the backbone, the clarity, the strength, the determination within the GOP and the U.S. House and U.S. Senate to insist upon prosecutions, this goes up to the top level of the FBI and Department of Justice we are surrendering a, a fundamental element of liberty and freedom and ordered government in this country. It's that serious. I'm Debbie Georges This is American Can we Talk? If you're on Facebook Live, come back in four minutes. Love talking with you. Be right back with Sydney Powell on board. It's
5: open borders is an informed public get informed and stay informed by visiting cis.org that's cis.org
6: Have you heard of the Policy Circle? It's a national network of women who come together in neighborhood conversations to discuss the public policies impacting their communities. You can think of it as a book club, but instead of reviewing a book, members discuss public policy issues. Policy Circle members have access to membership-only resources and benefits that complement a thoughtful framework for women to come together and have fact-based discussions. From Healthcare to Poverty. From free enterprise to education, from fiscal responsibility to the First Amendment, we discuss the issues that shape America. Change starts with a conversation. Conversations happen when women across the nation are connected and engaged in their communities, openly sharing their views and taking a leadership role in policy dialogue on what human creativity can accomplish in a free economy. Are you ready to join a growing network of engaged women? To join or start your own policy circle, visit thepolicycircle.org today. That's thepolicycircle.org.
7: The Army Scholarship Foundation offers one way to help military families by providing academic scholarships to children and spouses of soldiers. And you can help. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and consider making a tax-deductible donation to help a military family member pursue his or her educational dream. Assisting military family members with their college education is a great way for all of us at home to say thank you to our military families for your service and sacrifice. Visit armyscholarshipfoundation.org and get involved today.
1: America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties, and in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting.
0: Welcome back to America, Kimmy Talk. I do believe, as I mentioned before the break, I'm Debbie George Addis. This is America, Kimmy Talk. I believe, as I mentioned before the break, we have Sydney Powell online. Hi, Sydney. Hey. <laughs> well, hey to you. Sydney's been on this show numerous times. She is the author of "License to Lie." I want to congratulate you. I saw that it made number one on the on the uh, New York Times nonfiction bestseller list. Congratulations!
8: Uh, thanks, Wall Street Journal nonfiction bestseller list.
0: Well even yeah. better, frankly, yes. Yeah,
8: that's what I thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Journal, you're right. The Journal for Thinkers. Okay, so your, your title of what you wrote in Daily Caller, I mentioned to our listeners before the break, but. The Department of Justice released on Friday the actual content of the FISA court application that was made um, that resulted in the issuance of a a, permission, a warrant to um, surveil Carter Page. And so... That we're gonna hit that point in a second is you know, what did you what did you think? Was the you know, now that we've seen this at least this one application, I'm gonna start with you wrote an article called Trump has been set up, framed, and relentlessly persecuted by the American intelligence community. And in the grand scheme, that is such a huge thing to say. And I just want to give you the chance. We're open, we got you know eight minutes here in this segment. What do you mean by that? How do you see this whole thing having been, been set up by the intelligence community?
8: I think when we finally get all the information and we keep getting it in drips and drabs, the FISA applications are part of it. There are four of them. It's 400-and-something pages, uh, which I've not yet had a chance to sit down and read, but I will sometime soon. I can tell you that from what I have read of it, that the steel dossier, the bogus steel dossier that was started, I think, by really by Fusion GPS, the private contractor that had unlawful access to raw FISA intel, courtesy of James Comey's FBI, and was violating the FISA protocols per the decision of the FISA court that was unsealed and largely redacted over a year ago now. But there's a lot of information in that FISA court decision that says the FBI was engaged in egregious Fourth Amendment violations and all kinds of violations of the FISA practices and rules because they were giving unlimited, unfettered, unsupervised access to two private contractors. Now, I'm pretty sure one of those was Fusion GPS, the Hillary Clinton group that, you know, that Hillary paid through Perkins Coy Law Firm to do the Steele dossier. And get all that in action and then promote it through various media sources. And then the other one could well have been CrowdStrike, the other Clinton-affiliated private group that wound up doing the review of the DNC server when the DNC refused to give it to the FBI. I didn't even know it was an option to refuse. That was one of my questions. FBI, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That would be news to Paul Manafort and it would be news to Michael Cohen. I mean, I think, you know, they should have just tried. Uh, No, we're not giving it to you. No, thank you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, But somehow that worked for the DNC, but it doesn't work for Trump affiliates. So, you know, they they have all that information. And I think they were helping cook up the whole narrative on the Russia collusion thing, along with people out of the State Department and, of course, Brennan and probably Clapper. So, I mean, what I wrote about in the article is this, uh, what we know for sure about Clapper and Brennan, both having lied to Congress about various things, all despising Trump. I mean, it's been really clear that it's, you know, they absolutely loathe and despise him. They've come completely unhinged in their tweets and uh, comments in, in the media since Trump was elected. I mean, they're just showing their careers all over the place. And it just leads one to the inevitable conclusion that they were strong parts of this. And, and from the get-go, I think it's, it's irrefutable given all the things they've lied about and the way the pieces are falling into place of the information that we're getting each day. And again
0: the article we're referring to of our listeners if you go to my website org, you can there's a link to this article again written by Sidney Powell Trump has been set up framed and relentlessly persecuted by the American intelligence community I just felt like the um your description, which I mean, there's so much to this story that is just a um you know you can hardly decide which tentacle to go down uh one what though was I thought was interesting. I don't know if you happened to see Andy McCarthy's interview this morning, but um he was saying he's been a defender all along, uh, I know
8: he was defending them even through may, and I you know kept. <laughs> <laughs> Trying yep. to let him know he was off base
0: there. <laughs> did you hear him this morning, though? Honestly, I did. Yeah. He, he just he said, "This is what I thought would never happen." I mean, the, the idea that they basically took the dossier, you know, which is a, a fictional piece, as you were saying, created by a political campaign, and slapped their name on it and sent it up to a judge. So, but let me ask you, because we've talked about this before, the application to get a warrant, a application to get a FISA warrant, um, those decisions are made by specially appointed judges, FISA court judges. Don't they have some responsibility with respect to the, what the content was and why they issued the warrants?
8: Oh, yeah, they do. I mean, even Andy was saying this morning that, that they have some questions to answer too, because they just rubber stamped it. It's unfortunately, it's not uncommon for judges to rubber stamp warrants. They trust the agents. and what I've been trying to tell people for the last five years is we that we can't afford that level of trust for them anymore. There's some good ones, of course, there are. but we have a large number of people now who are doing wrong things for wrong reasons. And we have to have a healthy dose of skepticism with respect to anything going on in our courts, or we're just—everybody's phoning it in.
0: Okay, so I want to turn to uh, John Brennan and um, this uh, former CIA director under President Obama, who admitted he voted for a communist candidate for United States president in 1980 during the Cold War. He voted for a communist, but he was okay with— with um, you know President Obama became CIA head, but where does John Brennan fit into whether he was involved in all of this? What is the reason people are so suspicious of his? Besides that, he's been so hysterically con- criticizing Trump. But what's the reason that to think he's behind any of this?
8: Well, he admitted, for one thing, recently. I forgot. I don't remember where offhand, but he admitted that he was egging on the FBI to investigate the Trump campaign. And I'm, I'm 99.9% sure he had a hand in either crafting or setting up things for the Steele dossier.
0: You know, yeah, there was a column by Kimberly Strassel. She was talking about that how Brennan's testimony in an uh, intelligence committee hearing in 2017. He, Brennan... Explain explained that he became aware of intelligence and information about contacts between Russian officials and U.S. persons, but he, CIA, can't investigate U.S. citizens, but he made sure that every information and bit of intelligence was shared with the FBI. So he's acknowledging he's just, you know, it was just this, to me, and maybe you just don't agree, but it was just a political determination by these people that they had, they were justified doing whatever they could to get Trump
8: people with this mindset always believe that whatever their end is that they deem correct justifies whatever means they want to use to get there. I mean, that's clear from day one with Andrew Weitzman, who's the lead villain in my book License to Lie, and then winds up on Mueller's task force going after the president. It's been such an abomination to Mr. Manafort, gone after him tooth and nail,
0: yeah. You also, we, we, uh, yeah, we have a couple of minutes left in the segment still. Okay. So the Carter Page FISA application uh, was finally released on Friday, 70% redacted. But still, it seems like from the wording of it, that in addition to relying on this, you know, campaign smear job that Hillary's team paid for, that they tried to use the media... As ex- as evidence of the probable wrongdoing of some of Carter Page, but they were reporting media that they had a, they had themselves leaked to, so they could run the story.
8: Exactly, it's completely circular. It's the stuff that Christopher Steele leaked to Isakoff on the New York Times, I think it was, and just reported back in a different different format, and they then used that as corruption. ...for the steel dossier and the story. I mean, you can't make this crap up. <laughs>
0: okay. I so wish you were in the studio. You've been in the studio before, and at this point uh, she happens to be out of town, so we're just doing this over the phone. But you're right. We, you can't even make up this stuff. Or if someone claimed it to be true, that evidence, you, as Andy McCarthy was saying, was, hey, that would never happen. It could never happen. Well, we, we are going to um, We have a break pretty soon. When we come back, I want to ask you, Sydney. first of all, Now that all that we do know, and I know there's much more to come, but you know, what is it you, who could, what prosecutions could possibly happen? You know, who, what kind of crimes are being violated? besides this political intrigue and it's, you know, accusations of wrongdoing and, and Peter Stroke and Lisa Page were trying to get Trump and didn't like him. But that's all kind of political. What crimes? And then I also want to ask you about this Michael Cohen secretly secretly uh, taped phone call. Is that going to be admissible? Is that going to be? I want to ask you about the um, going after the Manhattan madam. I mean, it just seems like the hunt doesn't end and i'm wondering i'd love to have you tie back to what this how this really relates to what Mueller was supposed to be doing was <laughs> investigating whether or not trump colluded with russia i have sydney powell online i'm debbie georgiannis america can we talk if you're on facebook come right back after our break we'll be right back Freedom.
4: Do you dream of a better world, one where poverty and hunger are a thing of the past? What if you could make a real difference in the lives of those most in need? The solution to poverty is not handouts, but hope, the freedom and opportunity to use one's talents and resources for good. At Five Talents, we empower the poor to start their own small businesses. Five Talents works in some of the most difficult places in the world. With $85, you can help a new entrepreneur escape from poverty and build a sustainable business that helps her whole family. Can you think of anywhere else your gift can work that effectively? When you walk with 5 Talents, you bring opportunity to those most in need. Join us in demonstrating the greatness of American generosity. Visit 5talents.org today to learn about the impact you can make. That's 5talents.org, F-I-V-E talents.org.
3: That's IWF.org.
4: The right to freedom of speech, to be who you are and to speak your mind, is a foundational American value enshrined in the First Amendment to our Constitution. And nowhere is that value more important than on America's college campuses. But too often on our campuses, unpopular political opinions or religious beliefs are met with censorship or even violence instead of honest dialogue and discussion. And Texas colleges are no exception. Schools like the University of Texas at Austin, Sam Houston State University, and the University of North Texas all place burdensome restrictions on free speech. That's why the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, fights back against the censors to defend liberty on America's college campuses. Does your college or alma mater uphold our most cherished American value of freedom of
2: speech? Find out by visiting thefire.org and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomeFront.org. That's OperationHomeFront.org.
9: And
0: welcome back to America, Can We Talk? I'm Debbie Georgiatis. I have on the phone with me Sydney Powell, author of License to Lie, a brilliant former federal prosecutor, um, just a prominent expert in in helping all of America figure out not just politically what happened inside the FBI and Department of Justice, but how do we as a nation of laws, as a country that relies on a, on a structure and integrity of the federal government and our national intelligence agencies, what do we do when we're in this situation? So, first of all, Sydney, again, thanks for joining us, long distance.
8: Sure, my pleasure.
0: And then I want to start quickly before I hit the, what we can do about all these um, uh you know, people, what crimes have been committed. There was a um, a story that Michael Cohen, who was formerly President Trump's attorney, had secretly taped a phone call with Trump discussing his payment to a Playboy model. And that is Trump apparently, you know, allegedly paying some Playboy model with whom he allegedly had an affair to stay silent during the time of his campaign. So the attorney secretly recorded his client and... Mueller raided Cohen's office, so apparently Mueller has that. So what, if anything, can Mueller do with that? And what exactly does it have to do with Mueller's job with Trump-Russia collusion?
8: Uh, Well, I don't think it has anything to do with Mueller's job, but neither does anything else that Mueller's done so far have anything to do with his job, He's been on a massive fishing expedition and found, you know, or made up things that have nothing to do with the Trump campaign, including with Russia, because there's no evidence there of that. So he's just kind of gone rampant with false statement crimes that he has set people up for, like poor Papadopoulos and, of course, General Flynn, against whom the FBI agents said they even believed Flynn; they didn't think he was lying, but somehow he's got a guilty plea. For false statements to the FBI, largely because I'm sure they threatened to indict his son and to pile on so many charges against him, and he's already lost his house and everything because of legal fees. I mean, sometimes people just can't take it anymore. Yep. And I'm afraid that's the position he was put in, which I find absolutely unacceptable and appalling. Unacceptable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I've got defense funds linked for Manafort and Flynn and uh, former Congressman Steve Stockman on my creepsonamission.com website, where you can also get a T-shirt and some of the proceeds of the T-shirts are going to help those defense funds, too.
0: OK. I'm so glad you mentioned I didn't know you had a website now. Creeps on a mission dot com dot com. OK. That was one of the early articles you wrote a while ago on Daily Caller. The funniest, funniest creeps on a mission. I, was, I mean, <laughs> because they are creeps. I mean, all of them, Comey and Mueller and Rosenstein, just the whole cabal of them. And so creeps on a mission, I love that, .com. They, these people are being – this is – I mean, witch hunt has been mocked as a um, – it's been criticized a term Trump chose to use. But it's far more serious than that. This is one political party – using the power of the federal government to attack a political opponent. I mean, do you think that's fair to say?
8: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's what I would call a soft coup. I mean, I've said from the beginning that they were trying to either keep Trump from becoming president or compile enough for impeachment if he did become president and otherwise derail everything he wants to do by this cloud of the Mueller proceedings hanging over him all the time, and look what he's managed to do despite all of this <laughs> I know. mess. I, I mean, imagine if he hadn't been shackled and distracted to the extent he has been by all of this nonsense.
0: Absolutely true. So, very quickly, just on the, I, I know it's amazing. Honestly, if Trump, if and frankly, if he had the Republicans in the House and Senate actually backing his agenda and passing things, it, it, the, the world would be different. And we, we're, he's made amazing progress, frankly, without them mostly. But back to Cohen very quickly. First of all, I don't know if it's legal whether Co- where Cohen made this recording. It know-
8: depends on what state he was yeah. in, and I think it might have been legal in a technical sense for one party to tape the conversation without knowledge of the other party in New York. I'm not positive of that. We'd have to look up the law on it, but it is— possible in some states to do that. It's horrible, particularly for a lawyer to do it. I wouldn't consider it ethical at all. I mean, it's it's kind of an immediate betrayal of the attorney client privilege. Yes. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, why in the world would he be doing it? Is he going to was he planning to blackmail the president? I mean, I don't I don't get it. And from what I understand of, of what's on the tape, it's absolutely nothing that's going to help anybody going against Trump that the president reportedly said, you know, if you pay anybody, get a do it by check and, you know, document everything. But it's just it's just appalling that he did that.
0: Oh, it's appalling. And I have to say, you know, you're I mean, I am in a was an attorney in California and I know in California you cannot record a conversation. Uh either party without the permission of the other. So, but even if it was legal to make the recording if Cohen didn't commit a crime, the idea that Mueller could possibly think about trying to use this when Trump has not waived his attorney-client privilege as to that conversation, I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, I'm getting around to making the point that there was no point for Mueller to bring this up and to get it into the media, except, again, to destroy President Trump's reputation. Right. Right. Just appalling. OK, so same thing with this madam. Mueller is not going after some Manhattan madam trying to <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, I you know, it, it's we, – it's we can laugh because it is. It's so ridiculous. But I do feel like we need to find some courage within the Republican ranks in the House and Senate to – and we do, I, I will say, I can't I, – Kudos to many Republican leaders in the U.S. House effort: Jim Jordan, uh, Nunes, uh, Mark Meadows. Some of the people in the House side are pushing, but I mean, if the House can't force the total disclosure of all that went on, can't force the disclosure of all the da- of all the applications for FISA warrants, can't force the people to testify, everything that went on. Sidney Powell, the very famous federal prosecutor, what is it that should happen? I mean, if Trump got a new U.S. attorney, I mean, I mean, a new attorney general, what could be done here?
8: Well, if he got a new attorney general, everything could be done. You wouldn't need – otherwise, we're going to need a second special counsel to investigate both the FBI's cover-up of the Clinton email disaster the uh, Clinton email crimes themselves, because there were scads of them. I've got an article in the Daily Caller about that, about Clinton's huge wiener problem. I called the first one.
9: <laughs> okay, <laughs> bad, next, bad, bad, bad. <laughs>
8: yeah, <laughs> you got to have some fun with this stuff, otherwise you just cry all the time. And, and the other one is about the golden emails, because Comey said that the BlackBerry emails that they couldn't find because the Blackberries were smashed and all that were the golden emails that he thought yep. would answer all the questions that they had. Well, lo and behold, they are on Anthony Weiner's laptop, Huma Abedin's husband's laptop, along with 675,000 other Clinton emails, everything Clinton. In fact, the New York agent said it was the entire file of Clinton yeah, emails, yeah. On everything. And the FBI specifically and DOJ did not get a warrant to review those BlackBerry backups. And they also did not get a warrant, despite the FBI general counsel begging for one, to review Huma Abedin's emails, even though they knew she was a proxy for Hillary. So when they say they reviewed all the Clinton emails, that's a ball-faced lie. They purposely didn't review the, the ones that would have been the most informative, and there were thousands of them.
0: Okay. So, you know, I just I always get around to this point. We have like three and a half minutes left in the show tonight and I I get around to this because I do I I feel you know, I I don't like this story as just being an exposure of a political cabal that the Democrats had control, the Department of Justice and FBI and they just launched an attack on Trump. Because then they did. I mean that that seems obvious to me. But the, you know, how do you clean it up? What do you do as a country when you actually realize that your FBI and Department of Justice have been corrupted to the core, that the leadership are still engaged in a stonewalling, not cooperating with Congress? Even the FISA warrant they released was 70 percent redacted. I mean, I just, you know, I, I, I don't mean the to make. The
8: president could order that stuff to be un, unredacted. He okay, so. Order it. He has the power to order to disclose. What I think he should really do is appoint an independent person who's not in the government and not part of the White House to look at it all and decide whether it really needs to be uh, protected or whether it's just DOJ and FBI CYA.
0: Well, the CYA part really makes a lot of sense to me, honestly, because it's not like these are not troop movements, these are not. How do you construct a nuclear weapon? These are not military secrets are not national security secrets there may be some people who are giving information to the fbi the doj that whose, whose identity they want to protect but at this point we're seeing this just astonishing attack and i always go back to it's not really just on trump although it is on him but it's, it's on, on the, the rule Amer- of
8: law and on the american it's on people the, yes. it's on the american people it's on everybody who cares whether things work in this country the way we've always been told they work or whether it's totally corrupt. Whether we just surrender
0: and let them take over and say we can't get to the bottom and move along. But if we do that, this is very much like everything else the Clintons have been involved in in their political lives they have res- we have emerged unscathed from scandal after scandal. They just bully their way through. This isn't just Hillary Clinton. I know there's many, many other no, players involved. It's far
8: more but complicated. It is, it is deep and it is wide. And you're right. If, if we do that, we're no better than Russia. That's, right. That's what we're devolving to, especially with Mueller's pre-dawn raids and kicking people's doors open and going into their attorney's offices. I mean, th- that's just Russian-type tactics.
0: Oh. Uh, Yes. Okay. We were speaking with Sydney Powell. We're about out of time. Sydney Powell, author of *License to Lie*. I cannot commend that book more uh, strongly to my listeners. It is actually fun to read. Serious, substantive. New website you have called. You just told us the name. Creep,
8: CreepsOnAmission.com and go to SydneyPowell.com. Also, they're both linked. And follow me on Twitter at Sydney Powell, the number one. I've retweeted a lot of things about the FISA warrant. There's some other good people on Twitter that have done some great threads that you can look at, and also the Conservative Treehouse has got a good explanation of it.
0: They most certainly do, and they they get into the weeds like you need to draw a diagram to read the articles. Sydney Powell, I just love talking with you. Thank you so much for joining me.
8: Thank you for having me, Debbie.
0: Okay, folks, if you honestly, her writing is great. Her daily color articles are always great. Her her Facebook, I mean, her uh, Twitter feed is wonderful. This is really, you know, you talk about something that 20 years from now, 50 years, 100 years from now, you look back in history books, and what they'll be asking is, did the American people have the courage, the backbone, the determination to stand up and weed out this corruption or alternatively, did we just surrender and decide we're going to let the American left destroy the Department of Justice, the rule of law in America? And I'm I'm with, standing up against them. I'm Debbie George-Addis. This is America Can We Talk? Come back every week, Wednesday, 3 p.m., right here on Facebook. We have my podcast. Love talking with you. Have a great week. Speak up for America.
5: To learn more or to contact Debbie, go to americacanwetalk.org. America Can We Talk? Truth About America.